Welcome to the Arone Sports Podcast. Listen in as professional handicappers Frank and Rob break down this week's wagers on a game-by-game basis. It's immoral to let a sucker keep his money. Is there a lot of money to be made in that line of business? Nothing is impossible. You can shear a sheep many times, but skin him only once. Obsession is a young man's game. This is exactly my point. Take it easy, take it easy. Simple, my paper, not easy. What's all that about? You're my older brother, and I love you. But don't ever take sides with anyone against the family again. What I think I meant to say was just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. I'm here to give you a show what it's missing. You guys are crazy. You ready? Ready. Set? Set. One, two, three, go! Welcome, welcome. Tuesday, January 9th. 2018 it's the Aron sports podcast here back and rolling here on a normal uh, tuesday night kind of back on the swing of things uh, now it's the new year kind of getting back into the routine here and in the no exception with the pod so it's a divisional round of the playoffs already uh, pretty crazy we're here um wild card weekend was some some interesting games some horrible play and kind of got a little a little combination of everything so it was, it was fun um uh, anyway we'll uh Still not heading out to Vegas quite yet. I think this will be the last uh, all-Minnesota pod, but we'll head on over to the other side of the room here. I bring on Robert. How's it going there, Crabber? Yeah, not too bad, Frank. Like you said, last week in town here. Be uh, Try to get a good podcast for you before this divisional round comes up this weekend here. Yeah, absolutely. So anyway, we'll uh, start up the pod like we do and do a little recap of the uh, wild card round. The weekend recap. Alrighty, so... Had four games last week, two AFC, two NFC. Um, were you in action at all uh, in terms of your bets, Rob? Or? Yeah, a little bit of action. I had a little bit of money on that Titans-Chiefs over. Uh, that didn't quite get there. I had a 44 there and landed right in 43, so that was pretty frustrating As if you're watching that game, having a little bit of, quite a bit of money on that uh, com- comparatively. But uh, then also a little bit of money on Atlanta. We both liked Atlanta during the week. I know we talked about that last podcast. We liked Atlanta. That was a pretty... Had it pretty had it pretty in hand the whole time, but yeah. As for plays released on the site, I didn't have anything myself. I didn't really. There wasn't really any numbers I felt were widely available that I could release on. And Atlanta, I was kind of leaning, but I didn't quite get there. Just wasn't quite widely available enough for me to release it as a play. But like I said, did bet on it myself. So, how about yourself? Yeah, I pretty much leaned to all the dogs, uh, and they all ended up getting there. But like I said, the only one I felt even somewhat strongly about, obviously, my pick of the week last week was Atlanta. And uh, I had a little bit on myself, but the, the number kind of moved against us. So wasn't, uh, I don't know, I didn't think it was worthy of putting out after the, the number kind of moved down there a little bit. And I got there about as easy as I can get there. And uh, it was kind of interesting to see that high-powered Rams team that a lot of people were touting up and saying was the biggest threat to the Vikes to uh, make it to the Super Bowl. And they're, uh, you know, going to go down there without a whole lot of struggle even, so. It'll be interesting. Uh, the, the games for the most part last week. I mean, the Panthers Saints game got close there a little bit at the end, but and then the Titans Chiefs was actually a pretty decent game. But you know, overall, the quality of play wasn't particularly um, that that good in any of them for the most part. So hopefully this weekend, uh, a games. I know there's a couple of mismatches here that we're going to talk about, but hopefully this weekend, a games will uh, have a couple of maybe higher quality played games here to make it a little bit more uh, entertaining and fun to watch. So. Anyway, let's. Uh, I know there's. I think they said there's one instance where a number came into play. So let's go ahead and check that out. Getting the best of the number. 
All right. So what uh, game came? Uh, what game last weekend with the number coming to play on? Yeah, there's only one here that I got. My number's only four games, obviously, with that wild card. But uh, that Bills, Buffalo Bills, Jacksonville Jaguar game, <laughs> that barn burner of a game, ten to three. A lot of offense, <laughs> as, as you kind of expect from those two uh, juggernauts. But no, uh, opened up at eight, eight and a half that game, Jacksonville obviously, and then uh, closed seven and a half in a few shots. But ma- majority of the ones that I uh, could see it looked like they closed seven with a little bit of juice or even a flat seven. So that game landed ten to three and uh, landed right on seven. So another example uh, if I uh, betted right at the end there, you could have got a push uh, bet in Jacksonville, or uh, if you would have bet early, you could have won one with the Bills. So. Yeah, he knew, I mean, in that game, he knew Bortles was going to have to go off eventually, and of course he hits his backup tight end there for seven. And <laughs> it's a good point, yeah, when you think about it like that. <laughs> he knew the Bortles service was coming eventually. but <laughs> The old Bortles service. Uh, so anyway, all right, well, that uh, yeah, when there's obviously less and less games here we get, there's going to be less and less opportunity for, uh, it would be a whole lot of uh, examples in this segment. But anyway, um, all right, well, let's uh, head right into the divisional round here. So first game up we got is saturday afternoon and it looks like we have atlanta heading to philadelphia kind of an interesting matchup here obviously with philly with other quarterback but still having the home field number one seed looks like atlanta you know uh, two and a half with some juice or three on the road here yeah uh this one I'm a little little surprised by when i first saw this, this come out number here at westgate opened uh this number atlanta two and a half and uh, i guess my power rating missed that but Powering here is a pick 'em, and so obviously a little surprised by this number and seeing flat threes across the board and even any two and a halves are heavily juiced towards Atlanta. So, like I said, kind of shocked by this number. I feel like uh, just a little too high, a little bit overinflated. I think a little bit of an overreaction after Atlanta winning. Philly obviously didn't play last week, so that does it's only the adjustment off Atlanta, and uh, you know just hard to imagine that this game before. Wouldn't have been somewhere, you know, pick on Philly minus one after what Atlanta did. And I don't think what Atlanta did was overly impressive by any means. So I think it just goes to show you the overreaction that people respond after one week of performance here. And I, I, I'm, so I'm not, I, I know Foles got his flaws. I know that's what people are going to be betting against is, okay, Philly's obviously Wentz isn't quarterbacking anymore. Foles isn't behind center, but it's one of those deals where you, you know, buy low, sell high type of deal. And I think you're buying Philly about as low as you have almost all year, pretty much since the start of the season. So kind of take a little bit of a risk with them. But, I mean, you're getting th- if you get three points here and it looks like it's specifically getting bet up here a little bit today as well. So, I mean, if it goes up anymore, I mean, specifically three and a half will be an auto buy for me. And, I mean, even at three, I'm most likely to be on the game. I think uh, just too many. But, um, yeah, I think Philly's uh, the right side here personally. And then even that total is kind of surprising to me too as well. I Opened up at like 43 and a half, 44, I believe, and now it's sitting at 41, 41 and a half. And I, I don't know. I think it's, uh, I, I, I think it's a lot to do with the same deal with Nick Foles being behind quarterback. I think it's an overreaction a little bit, just that, oh, he's just, uh, not gonna be able to move, move the ball at all and his offense is gonna struggle completely. And I get that to it a certain degree, but I think this, this total seemed like it's over-adjusted a little bit, uh, towards the under. So I don't know if I'll have a plan or not, but I think, uh, as low as it's gotten, I'd lean over, if anything. Yeah, I mean, it, if you take this game and if you have a healthy Wentz in here, what it's Philly laying, I don't know, four and a half minimum, maybe maybe up to six or so. Yeah, it's, yeah exactly. And uh, I mean, obviously, I know Wentz is a, a big upgrade from Foles. They really only have a, a few games to really work with for Foles, and he's looked 
pretty serviceable in, in one or two, and he's looked pretty awful in one or two. And the whole team's uh, kind of looked like they took a downturn, but you know maybe the, the week off kind of got him some time to rest and kind of get it back together here. So um, if if you are getting a just serviceable play from Foles, it'd be a little bit of a downgrade from Wentz, but it's hard to imagine it'd be this you know seven and a half to nine point adjustment all, all the way down from Wentz. It's, it's not like Foles is a you know bottom bottom tier quarterback like we talk about with some of these teams when you drop down to the backup. He's he's not great, but he's also you know, he, he can be just fine. And, and if you happen to get a good Foles performance, then you're getting a really good deal here on, on Philadelphia. So this does just seem like, like quite a bit of an adjustment here. And uh, I, I don't know, it, it, I think this will probably be a pretty big sharp square divide where uh, your, your average Joe will definitely be on Atlanta, you know, looking good against the Rams who were pretty public last week. And uh, I think the Sharps will probably weigh in here in Philly uh, towards towards game time. Um it's one of those things where I think that the numbers definitely uh, there's value on Philly, and I, I I lean that way. But at the same time, I kind of think Atlanta's going to win the game. So when you're talking about in in this three to pick them range, there's not a whole lot of wiggle room uh, in terms of you know whatever winning the game and uh, still being able to cover the sp- or covering the spread for Philadelphia. So kind of weird conundrum here. I'm battling with myself. Um, I think if you bet the game. Uh, if you bet the Philly plus three, it's is absolutely the right bet. But it's just kind of instinctually, I think that. But I also, if you maybe put a gun to my head and maybe pick who's going to win the game, I think I'd probably pick Atlanta, uh, just because there's a little bit more trust and equity built up in them. So as uh, I think that being said, um, it's probably enough for me to stay off it. But like you said, if it got up to three and a half, I think you just have to take Philly out of principle. And even at three, I think you almost just have to take a little bit on them and. And uh, if they happen to lose by more than that, you just kind of tip your cap and move on. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. That's that's kind of – I think you can make a real good case for both sides of this game. So it'll be a real interesting one to uh, watch here on Saturday, and, and hopefully it's a good game. Next game up is the Saturday afternoon. We got uh, Tennessee off a pretty big upset win there against Kansas City last week, heading to New England and taking on the rested Patriots. Uh, looks like the Patriots are – land 13 or so at home with a total of 47 yeah my power in here new england minus 11 and a half the westgate open new england 13 and a half and hasn't moved at all since the opener on uh, sunday there so uh or when did this game come out did it come out earlier than that let's see do you know when the number came on this game that's, uh well it probably came, oh, yeah, out, it came right out after saturday. the titans game on yeah. saturday night yeah, that's right so it came out saturday but yeah it really hasn't moved at all uh since it came out on saturday it looks like so um then yeah I'd, i have a, i'm just my numbers lead me to you know pick a little bit towards tennessee would be my lean but it's just one of those deals that you really want to bet against uh new england tom brady and belichick it a little bit of a uh, little bit in the media lately here but still i don't think that's going to really affect much and tennessee i think they basically all, all not almost out of it but they were Treading water there in the second half, uh, down what was it, twenty-one to three or something like that, I believe, going to the second half and coming on, climbing all the way back and holding their defense, holding that offense to zero points in the second half. So I mean, yeah, you know, good for them type of deal, but it's kind of a team where I don't really want to be betting on them going into the next game after they pulled something out of the hat like that. I just don't think it's a really a good spot necessarily, and especially put it against this New England team. But I mean, obviously that's kind of priced into it here, laying this huge double-digit favorite on uh, New England. So I mean. It's a tough game for me. I mean, I'll 
probably if it gets to 14 i'll probably have some or if it somehow gets to 14 and a half which i don't think it will but 14 i'll probably have a little bit in pocket just out of principle but like like i said i don't really love the play by any means and i think the number's probably right where it should be maybe a tad too high yeah this is a deal where obviously i've hated tennessee all year and new england i think is either the best team or definitely a top three team in the league um so obviously the point spread you know is kind of the great equalizer but also it's pretty hard to justify even even with this big of a number uh taking tennessee and not kind of kicking yourself if they do get blown out here uh, kind of like we're in a way buffalo they ended up covering uh for most people that bet them uh but they did have they were celebrating after they clinched their playoffs and were you know basically just just kind of happy to be their team and i think tennessee has a little bit of that how they came back huge against kansas city and in a spot where no one really expected them to win the game from the beginning and then really no one expected them to win at halftime so they kind of exerted a lot of effort, and uh, you know, are, I think we're probably pretty pleased with that result and how how much they came back. And not that they're going to be complacent by any means. I think you're going to get a great effort out of them just because it's playoffs, obviously. But uh, I would be kind of curious to see if they just kind of they you know they played a, a win and end game against Jacksonville a couple weeks ago, pretty hard fought, low scoring game, and then last week they they fell back and came all the way back. You wonder if uh, you know, they just kind of run out of gas here at some point, especially when they're the talent gap here is just so wide between these two teams. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me at all if they just got their doors blown off here by a significantly better New England team. And I think there is a trend. Um, I don't know the exact numbers, but I'm pretty sure I've heard this, where uh, in, div- in the divisional round, you got obviously the the, the favorites um, are, are much better teams. And I, th- I think that they they've historically have done pretty well in this round uh, just because you know, I don't know if it's coming off a bye or um, people saw the, the wild card teams win sometimes in impressive fashion the week before and get a little bit too excited of them or, you know, they just don't have that recency bias of the, the good team since they didn't see them last week or what. But I think historically this is as good a spot of any for a team to cover a big point spread. So as much as my instincts always lean towards the dog and taking points, uh, I think there's probably a lot better spots, you know, more so during the season and um, you know, maybe even next round than, than this particular round. So uh, for here, um, if anything, I think I would take New England under 14. But uh, I said I don't really like laying double digits basically ever. So um, most likely not going to be involved with this one. I was to add real quick too. I think you, like you kind of mentioned, I kind of said it as well, just the way they've been playing, kind of playing on fire the last few weeks in Tennessee. I think they might run out of gas like you said and I think that kind of leans a little bit to the under as well. I think the under might be a decent play here. I'm not sure if I'll get involved or not, but something to look at uh, as a week goes on where that where that number moves, that total. I think it might be more of a, like you said, a, more of a blowout game, and Tennessee might just run out of gas a, a little bit, especially on offense. And Tennessee might try to keep it close early and just do a lot of running the ball too. And conversely, New England, you know, who knows with them, sometimes they're you just keep running up the score and score as many points as they can. But if they have the game in hand fairly early, they, they might just, you know, try to take the foot off the gas a little bit. And not that they're going to just run the ball the whole game, but they might, you know, instead of running Gronk over the middle or some plays where they might need to absolutely score points to, if they're up 14, Belichick might take the foot off the pedal a little bit and kind of coast and shorten the game up and just try to move on to the next week. So yeah, I think uh, the game script could definitely lead to a potential under here. That's uh, something to pay attention to. All right, on to the Sunday games. The first one we have is Jacksonville heading to Pittsburgh in a rematch of uh, the Week 5 game, I think it was, where Jacksonville blew out Pittsburgh with a couple of defensive scores. And 
I think, I think Bortles actually threw for under 100 yards in that one too, but they got the win pretty comfortably with a huge run there before by Fournette late. So in the rematch here, it uh, looks like Pittsburgh's laying seven and a half at home with a total of 41. Yeah, my power ain't here. Pittsburgh minus seven. The Westgate open, Pittsburgh seven, and since it's been bet up a little bit to seven and a half at the Westgate at least, and that's pretty much where the rest of the market's sitting at. Uh, I see one seven with juice that CGT, but pretty much everything else I see is seven and a half, uh, at least at my shop. So, um, it, yeah, I don't know. Can I interest you in a little road Bortles or what? <laughs> I think the Bortles service does travel, if I remember correctly. <laughs> it can't be any worse than at home, that's I for think, sure. I uh, think it's kind of as, as, as a new, new year comes in and clubs and Super Bowl coming, I think it's kind of right in line with uh, more expensive Bortles service as the year goes on. Well, I think actually he already reserved a table at Fremont for the Super Bowl, so <laughs> oh, did he? he better cover this game. Oh, okay, well, and maybe he's already planning on uh, not making it to the Super Bowl, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it seem, this game seems uh, you know, right where it should be. I, I really don't want, uh, if anything, I lean Pittsburgh here. I mean, it's already kind of getting bet up a little bit, so I mean, not not seven and a hook, but even if that's seven, uh, it would, would lean Pittsburgh, but I, this is a game I'm probably not going to be involved with. But another one at the total, I look at uh, 40 and a half, 41. Uh, every game this year, pretty much Jacksonville's totals have been betting under. So I'm going to be surprised if we see a little bit more under money. Uh, just kind of where sitting where it opened at. I think it opened in 41 and a half, 41, 41 and a half, depending on the shop. And so we haven't really seen a whole lot of under money, just a little bit. So I won't be surprised if this ticks down a tad more to get maybe 40 across the board. And I won't necessarily disagree with that either if it goes down a little bit more. But I know it's going to be, might be tough for the public to do that like they did last week, obviously, when you got Pittsburgh with a more high powered offense. So I guess we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, this game, it's, uh, I think, about the easiest stay away for me out of the whole card this week. Yeah, from a side, it is pretty tricky. Uh, like you said, I, th- I think Pittsburgh's probably going to win the game. It's just hard to lay seven and a half, um, especially with Jacksonville's defense. And um, you know, it's just just a lot of points. And Pittsburgh, their offense can be can be spectacular at times and can be pretty non-existent at times too. Even as much skill as they have, so um, if you get a, a bad Pittsburgh offense day or just a shut shut down the clamps. Uh, Jacksonville defense kind of day uh, you know that, that uh, seven and a half would be hard to cover and at the same time the you know, 41 would be pretty tough to get over too so um, I mean that, that being said though I would expect Pittsburgh to have quite a bit more success than they did against Jacksonville in that week five game uh, I think they'll, they'll probably make some adjustments and, and you got uh, you know like Juju's playing way better than he was then and uh, you'd, you'd expect Ben not to throw five picks or whatever he threw that game so um, I, I think that, uh, they'll be able to put up some more points and I kind of, I almost kind of like the over a little bit just cause I think people are so, uh, they're going to be thinking they're not gonna be able to get past that game last week where it's 10, three, and it's just, you know, a pillow fight there offensively between the bills and Jacksonville and people are freaking out about how bad Bortles is. And, you know, I've been the first in line to, you know, make a Bortles wise crack here or there. Don't get me wrong. But, uh, at, at some point I think it might. You know, he might, if they, especially if they get down, he's the type of quarterback that he can throw points for either team, whether it be for his team or the, or the other team. If he tries to push the ball downfield, uh, it's just going to be potentially points either way. So I think if, if Pittsburgh can have more success against Jacksonville's defense, which I think Jacksonville's defense is really good, but I think it might be a little overrated at this point. Um, and, if, and if the Steelers have some success early and puts the points up, I think that could lead in turn to Jacksonville kind of opening it up a little bit more and and kind of creating points either way. So whether 
the the side spread comes into question. I, I I'm not super confident in, but I I kind of like this one over a little bit to be honest. I think uh, there might be a little bit. And like you said, I think the number might go down because I, I do think people just watched that Jacksonville game last week and watched Jacksonville's defense just absolutely stifle Pittsburgh's offense earlier in the year. And will think, oh boy, this is going to be another repeat of last week. But I think there might be a little bit of a change here and uh, Pittsburgh might try to take advantage of some stuff that they, they didn't weren't able to earlier in the year. So I, I kind of lean over in this one myself. Uh, the last game we got is the Sunday afternooner. Uh, we've got the New Orleans Saints heading to the Vikings of Minnesota. Can't wait. <laughs> yeah, Bart Scott can't wait. Uh, let's see. we got the Vikes laying uh, it's up to four now. I even see a four and a half popping. Uh, 45 and a half total. Yeah, my power rating, four and a half, Minnesota. Westgate opened uh, Minnesota three and a half. And like you said, it's take a little bit of Minnesota money. And I uh, Right now I see a three and a half, a little reduced juice at one of my, uh, one of my shops. And I... Think about hopping on it. I'm, you know, lean Minnesota. With that being said, I, I feel like uh, three and a half is a little too light. Even four, I think, is a tad too light. I mean, I give Minnesota three and a half for home field, the playoff game. You got to give them at least three and a half, I'd say. And then I think they're a better team than New Orleans by about a point. So I think that not not a ton of difference there. But I feel like if you're going to lean anywhere, bet anywhere, I think you'd have to bet Minnesota here. Um, I think New Orleans. They've been good, but I think the biggest thing to look into and consider here is just how you know, banged up they are in defense. They've lost a, a few different people. I was, you kind of mentioned it before, but people that don't know, they've lost a key player in each position that they have. Uh, and you talk about each uh, division of the of the defense. You talk about the the backfield, the middle middle backfield of the. What's that? <laughs> the defensive backs, the line, the yeah, linebackers. There you go. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm looking at something here, trying to find the injury report here. So yeah, if you just look at, um, yeah, that's what a little bit better way to put it. I'm a little sick, so I got an excuse. How about that? Um, <laughs> I would be too after that pick of the week last week. Yeah, I'm fighting, fighting a little cold here, so sometimes you're not think a little, not thinking too clearly. But um, anyway, um, let me just get back to yeah. We, Kenny Vaccaro's out to safety. He's uh, he's not playing. He's obviously a pretty key player. And you know, go down the line. There's a handful of different ones. I'm not going to sit your name players off, but it's uh. Either way, it's a lot different defense than when we played uh, when Minnesota played them earlier, and obviously the the Minnesota's offense is different too. Uh, obviously, Dalvin's out, um, and then Sam Bradford's out as well. But so I think, with that being said, I think uh, you know Minnesota's got a good chance here to win this game by uh, the, this point spread and cover. Um, but I like a lot more at three. But obviously, I don't think it's going to, especially getting some money here today. I don't think it's going to get down to three. I thought the chance when it first opened, or at, even on Monday. Thought there's a chance maybe it could go down to three if there's a bunch of New Orleans support, but it doesn't look like it's going to go that way, at least uh, off after the first part of the week here. But the one thing I do think would be interesting is that that total. Um, it got bet up a little bit here. It's 44 and a half open, and now it's sitting at 45, 45 and a half. And I definitely agree with the the money there on the over. I think uh, New Orleans coming to Minnesota. New Orleans is a good dome team, so they're going to be a kind of little bit at home with that and like I said with the defense they're gonna be a little banged up on New Orleans side so I think Minnesota should be able to take take advantage of that they're pretty health Minnesota's pretty ho- healthy on offense so I feel like this will be a pretty high scoring game New Orleans offense is usually can put up some points and um, I, I know the Minnesota's defense could definitely shut down New Orleans I think it's definitely a possibility where this might not get over but then I feel like uh, uh, Minnesota should be able to, to cover them pretty pretty handily so I feel like uh, like I said I'd Lean over here and uh, lean a little bit to the Vikings uh, in, in this game here in the in a big uh, <clears throat> NFC game. Yeah, I think 
New uh, New Orleans is the type of team that they're you know they got Breeze, they got Peyton, uh, uh, household names at quarterback and head coach, and uh, you know Kamara busts onto the scene to be a, a fantasy X factor for a lot of teams, and he's pretty exciting to watch. And and uh, just the high flying offense, it's basically you know what your average Joe finds sexy. And then conversely, you got the Vikings who. Have Case Keenum at quarterback, who you know, you know, as you know, I'm not a, a huge fan of him at quarterback. Um, but he's, he's been good this year for the most part. He's been you know serviceable at the very least, and but he still doesn't really. I mean, he has nowhere near the the name equity that Breeze has. And other than that, you know, you got Thielen starting to kind of, of draw a little bit of attention nationally. But for the most part, it's just kind of uh, just a really strong defense and uh, just kind of a lot of guys that mesh together well but they don't individually carry necessarily that uh cachet of a a breeze or or a Peyton so um I think it for for that reason um they're going to be a little bit undervalued you're Not, you're out. for that reason you're out yeah <laughs> for for that reason uh I think they're going to be a little bit undervalued here and, and I think the markets kind of have already adjusted to it in the smarter money I just kind of jumped on the Vikings here and, you know, it opened three and a half and then it's already up to four and he's like, I see one, four and a half, two, four and a half there. So, um, I don't know. I, I think the numbers, it's, it's kind of already got adjusted there where it's like, if, yeah, if you're up to paying a four and a half, that is a quite a, you know, a little bit of a premium there. Um, but I, I do think that your, your average Joe is, is absolutely going to be on the Saints here getting four, four and a half. So, um, I don't know if I'm, I'm quite willing to lay the four with the Vikings, but that's definitely the way I would look. Uh, I just think that they're, yeah, they're well-rested on defense. And then the Saints, they had that guard get hurt last game. Uh, and since it was just last game, then even his backup, um, he he came in and got hurt too. And I, I think the starter, uh, I think he's going to be out for the game. And then um, the the backup, I think was, he'll, he'll be fine in play. But uh, it's still something where when you have that little time, uh, it's kind of hard to make that mesh, especially against a, a Zimmer defense where he's going to be dialing up exotic blitzes till you till you till you leave the stadium. So, um, I don't know. I uh, I don't know if I'm going to quite get there with the Vikings or not. And uh, it's too since it's at four. I don't think it really makes any sense to tease them. But I mean, you, I guess you could throw them in a money line parlay with uh, another game or two. But uh, I think that's kind of the way I'd look in terms of the total. I I kind of see what you're saying, uh, but I also. I could see that if the Vikings defense kind of comes out early um, and, and shuts down the Saints, I could see the Saints trying to run the ball a decent amount because I think you can have a little bit of success against the Vikings running the ball potentially. And then I also could see you know, Minnesota's offense has really looked hasn't really looked uh, too good the last few weeks. It's kind of looked a little out of sync. So it's hard to tell with those teams coming off the bye. Sometimes they come out and they look well rested and. You know, they're like their hair's on fire, all ready to go, and they, they can't wait for it. And the next time, another time, they might come out kind of like the Rams did last week when they rested their starters the week before, and they look a little rusty and out of sync, and it takes them a, a half to get her going. So if if you bet the over and, and the Vikings defense comes out as advertised and the offense is a little rusty, then I think there could be a little bit of trouble getting to that number. So I don't I don't really have a strong opinion either way on that personally, but I'm uh, obviously as a Vikings fan, super excited for this one. And uh, I'll, I'll be emotionally invested in this one enough where and I don't think the number's out of whack enough where I don't think I'll probably get involved monetarily just because I'll be so jacked from a fan standpoint to uh, watch this game and, and uh, you know, hopefully get a get an old win here for the old Vikes and, and move on to the a very winnable NFC Championship game. So 
Anyway, that uh, that'll do it for the card this week. Uh, we got last last week with four games, and then of course next week we just got the two NFC and AFC uh, the championship games. So uh, it'll be a real quick pod next week, and then of course after that we'll uh, take the week off. I don't think we're going to be breaking down any Pro Bowl. Do you? <laughs> yeah, I don't really uh, have my my Pro Bowl cap on. I'm not going to be doing much of that. That's correct. <laughs> so and then we'll be doing a Super Bowl pod after that. That we'll probably maybe you know do a prop portion and and then talk about the game of course. But uh, anyway, let's wrap up the pod. And uh, get in a pick of the week. The AS Pick of the Week. Alrighty, so last week uh, I had the Falcons who were getting, I don't know what, what officially was on the positive, they were six or six and a half, and they won the game outright by 13. So that was a pretty much wire to wire, never in doubt, right side winner. And that gets me to, what, 10, 6, and 1 on the year. So a little, the struggle there for a little bit, but uh, you know, finishing finishing the year nicely, which you always like to see, and I put a little me, clench on that vice grip uh, on that hold. That's right, it gets me about well back into the black there for the year, so that's nice. I know last year I think I went something absurdly good, like thirteen and four or something like that. So it's kind of nice to be able to this year's you know still solid, but uh, it's nice to kind of add on to that. Um, and then looks like you get to what uh, you you had the uh, what did you have last week? And the under in the Saints Panthers game. Oh yeah, yeah. The, it looked like it was live there for a bit, but then the Panthers came storming back late, and just uh, I don't know, kind of a back and forth game, and uh, they ended up getting over the total there in the fourth quarter. So you, you didn't quite get there, and that drops you to seven and ten on the season. So not uh, basically kind of a little bit of the opposite of me, where you're you're still within range of five hundred, but uh, ultimately a losing year for the year. So. That's too bad, but I think the listeners know where, where their hay is made over here with the old uh, pick oh, of the week. Oh, boy. <laughs> so uh, that means, though, that I do keep the tee box. And uh, let's see. I don't know where exactly I want to go this week. There's, I, I think, I think just by numbers, just by looking at it, what jumps out the most as, as a mechanical play would, would be taking Philly at three. But I just I just don't have a great feel about that for whatever reason. So I think what I'm going to do is a little bit of a contrarian play, I think. Uh, for most people, wouldn't be totally comfortable with it. I kind of mentioned it a little bit. But I think I'm going to take the over in that Jacksonville-Pittsburgh game. I think I'm going to do that. And it uh, looks like uh, there's some 40 and a halfs, but I think the majority line's probably 41, would you say? It's kind of split. Um... I don't know, I think forty and a half is probably good. All right, well, cool. I think you can you can get either one. So there's yeah, there's tons of places that have a forty and a half. So um, you shouldn't have to shop too hard to find that. So we'll call it uh, over forty and a half there for mine. What uh, where are you looking this this week, Rob? Yeah, well, you uh, you stuttered on it, so I'll take grab it up since you grabbed my play last week. Uh, f- give me Philly plus the three. I'm uh, already already broke it down, so I like Philly plus three. Like you said, there's a lot of line value, I think, there. And especially if it creeps any higher, I'll for sure be released as a play and be on it myself. Uh, but if not, uh, give me plus three, Philadelphia. Philadelphia. All right, there we go. I'm glad someone had the stones to stop that up because I would have felt bad if we would have left that going on untaken here. But Well, we only got uh, two chances. If you pass on, I guess it's just me. So. <laughs> well, I'm glad you came through there. So hopefully the picks come through for us. And All right, well, yeah. Um, best of luck to everybody here in the divisional round. and. And Skull Vikings, and hopefully the, <laughs> there's going to be either a, a much uh, happier tune next week on the pod or a little bit more somber tone, depending on how those uh, that game goes Sunday. So, 
Uh, best of luck to everybody this weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the Arone Sports Podcast. Check out aronesports.com for all of your sports betting needs, including automatic bet tracking, mobile notifications, free picks, and more.